listening to The Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, we're continuing with the message we began at the beginning of the week where Bishop Clark uses 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 through 7 as the foundation scripture for part 2 of the message, Use Your Spiritual Gift. So God the Father pours in the power. Jesus assigns the ministry gift. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost gives the gifts as he desires necessary for what purpose write it down for the proper functioning for the proper functioning of the body of the church body what do you mean by the proper functioning well proper functioning the accurate functioning the appropriate functioning the suitable functioning of the church body so the gifts I want us to become more accurate as a church as it relates to the assignment that we have. The gifts are there to make sure that we are appropriate as well, that there's the core and uh, discretion as we move. We do things decently and in order. Thank you, Lord. And then we're suitable, fitly joined together. Suitable, accurately um, developed and gifted to do specific tasks so I'm gifted to do what I do you take me out of this and tell me to become a mechanic you're going to see me lose my mind you're going to see me lose my mind I'm not a mechanic I'm not trying to be one now I do what I have to do if I have to change a tire I can change it but I'm not going to work on an engine that's not what I was raised to do I would have to call one in and every strong man or woman that has a family, you need a good mechanic that you can trust. You need a good jeweler that you can trust. They're not going to try to take everything from you. You need a good doctor that you can trust. You need a good accountant that you can trust. You need these people in your life. You'll be robbed to the bone if you don't know what you're talking about. And every church needs gifts working in it to make sure that we function with accuracy, properly functioning, accurately functioning, appropriately functioning, suitably functioning. Thank you, God. Now, you may come to a church, if you came out of a church that shouted all night, every day shouted all night, and nobody changes. They ain't got no money in the pocket, but they shouting all night. They ain't got no faith, but they shouting all night. And that's the church you came out of. You come here and say there's no liberty in the spirit. But there's a lot of liberty in the spirit. But you got to follow the order that's here. Thank you, God. If you left here and went to elevation, they're not going to shout all night. But you'll find yourself flowing right with what they do. If you left here and you went to Calvary, they ain't going to shout all night either. But you'll find yourself, people that shouted all night, sitting up in the balcony. And they're sitting right there taking notes. 
It's just when I do it, they got a problem with it. But I'm a man of order. I'm a man of passion. I believe in order. I do things decently and in order. I can tell when things are out of alignment. And that's my gift. Take me out of that, you'll see me lose. I, I begin to become warped in my functioning because I'm gifted to do what I do. And you are gifted to help me. Where you at? Let me calm down. Where you at? You've been dancing with me for too long. You need to help me. Start helping me. We'll be in this thing together. It won't be his church. It's our church. It's our problem too. It's our building. It's our ministry. It's our family. Not your kids. You marry a woman that got three kids, now now yours. It's our kids. And if you didn't want that, you shouldn't have married her because you knew she had kids when you married her. You marry a woman with kids, you better love all of them, not just yours. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Ladies, it's tough to love another woman's children, but do it. I'm preaching better than you saying, ladies, I'm telling you what I know as a pastor. It's tough loving someone else's children. But do it. That's what we do. Children can feel when you don't love them. They can feel it. They may not say it. Even when they're young, they can tell. Just love them, love them, love them. Love all children. The gifts may be organized in several ways. Let's look at the three most common groupings. Write it down. First of all, we have what we call establishing gifts. The second category is supporting gifts. And the third category is ministry gifts. Gifts that establish, number one. Then gifts that support the establishment. And then gifts of ministry. Ministry gifts. And I'll explain each one. Hopefully you'll find yourself in one of these three categories. There's not a fourth. So hopefully you're in the family. <laughs> Look how God moves systematically. The Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Three categories. And the three will be one. Even in how he works with the gifts. The Father pours out the power. The Son assigns ministry gifts. Ministry assign assignments to ministry. Holy Spirit gives the gifts out as he desires. But the three work as one. Establishing gifts. You see the establishing gifts out of Ephesians chapter 4. A lot of times we call them ministry gifts. But I'm calling them establishing gifts. Ministry uh, Ephesians 4 and 11. And he gave some. Not all will be a part of this one. And he gave some. Let's look at, uh, I'm going to look at verse 9 and verse 10 because I want you to see something here. Verse 9. Who does ascend? Mean except that he also descended to the lower depths or regions of the earth. Here we're talking about Jesus 
He not only ascended into heaven, but he went into the Lord depths of the earth when he died on the cross. Are you all with me? So when Jesus died on the cross and gave up the ghost, his spirit descended. He didn't go up first. He went into the lower regions of, of the earth or into hell. Look at verse 10. Who also descended. The very one who the one, the one who he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens. So he not only descended into the earth, but he ascended glory to God in the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. And he gave verse 11 some apostles. I want to read the same uh, book in the King James and that is verse 9, 10 and 11. It says, now he ascended, what is it but that he, uh, he also descended first into the Lord parts of the earth? Verse 10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things. If you read in that chapter, you also find out that he gave gifts to men. That's what it says. He ascended and he gave gifts to men. But then we look at verse 11. And when you can, you can switch back to the NIV. Uh, verse 11 says, and he gave some apostles. Now, again, everybody will not be an apostle. And I want you to think about the thumb on your finger. The thumb is able to touch all fingers. It is mobile. This is what separates, separate mankind from primates is a thumb. That thumb, that ability with that thumb to move and to, and to show and to flow and to uh, grab and grasp things, though a primate may be stronger, that thumb is tied to intellect. Because with that thumb, you're able to do what a primate could not do. God gave us thumbs and the hand of the ministry gift actually I'm calling them establishing gifts has the thumb which is the apostle then we have some which are prophets and then some which are evangelists and some which are pastors and teachers That is out of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 19 or 29. You'll hear him talking about ministry establishing gifts as well. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? Absolutely not. So everybody's not going to be gravitating to that realm of establishing gifts. Remember, Holy Ghost gives it to who he wills. That's why everybody is not going to be called to hold a microphone in church, though everybody wants it. When you get it now, then some stuff is going to fly at you. Especially scrutiny. Some people that scrutinize can't handle it. Okay, our president right now is the biggest Twitter bully I've ever seen in my life. But say one thing about him. He'll say, I'm defending myself, but really, he's very thin-skinned, very thin-skinned. It's one of his flaws. And if I could talk to him, I would tell him to shut that down. 
If I was as thin-skinned as you, that means every time somebody says something about me and my city, I got to blast them on Facebook. This people would not tolerate that from me. They would say, he need to grow up. Say it about your president. Send him a message. Many of you would say, well, he's just fighting back. But that's not the office that you hold. No general can do it. That's the people who are subject to him. No state attorney can do it. No judge on the Supreme Court can do it. So you're the leader of all of us. Why are you doing it? And this is what's going on in America. People are real calm right now. That's just Trump. That's just Trump. That's just Trump. Okay, what are you doing now? You're allowing the office to be eroded because you're not expecting him to step at another level. Say, that's who he is. Then let me be who I am. You wouldn't tolerate it two minutes. So if you're going to stand in this place, you need to be able to take critique sharply. They're going to talk about you like a dog. That's a nigga. That's what they say about me. Look at that nigga. Can you handle somebody calling you that that look like you? It ain't the white man calling me that. That's people who look like me. Just being real with you. Okay. All right. Now I got your attention. You want this? You really want it? Take it all! Just like the Hulk. Take it all. It'll mess your head up. I want to do something. Why does he need that building? What's up with him? But other churches can buy all kind of property. They want me to be locked over there by the tracks. Just telling you what happens. Telling you what happens. Telling you what happens. Telling you what happens. We tried to change our thing over here. It costs us $25,000, $30,000 to change the stage. Calvary did the same thing. Cost them $1.3 million. Nobody's crying about that. I hear my name in the street. Yeah. 1.3. We need to raise one point. We want to change all of that. Not to the poor. To change the technology. I applaud it because that's what this generation needs. It's only when I do it. So what happens is we got to come out of this kind of foolishness. Let me be who God told me to be. I got limited resources in this area. But let me be what God wants me to be. You say, well, Bishop got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I hear you. Yellow bird with a yellow bill landed on my windowsill. I heard what you said. When you have a kingly anointing, people tell you what's going on in the kingdom. <sighs> like a real father, somehow or another, God will let him know what's going on in his house. Real mama going to find out what you're doing. You may think you're slipping, but they're going to find out. <laughs> so, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11 talks about ministry gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 29 Talks about these establishing gifts. I think I shared with you the apostle is the thumb. What do you think the prophet is? He's the pointing finger. She's the pointing finger. Able to point out specific issues. We need that in the church. Able to point out a specific issue. Now you got to be careful because once you start pointing, you got to see other fingers are pointing back at you. The prophet should be able to point and direct. Not to just appoint and insult, but to point and direct. 
The longest finger, the middle finger, be careful now. This is not a birdie. It's the evangelist. It's the longest one, and it should be the most dominant. It should be the most involved. All of us should be prophetic as it relates to evangelism. How many people came to Jesus this year because of your example and your teaching, your gospel, the gospel that you shared with them, the good news of the kingdom? How many? Well, you take it inventory. Was it 1, 2, 3, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40? How many? Did anybody come to Jesus this year? If you say no, that means you're too silent and this evangelistic gift needs to rise in you. You don't have to say I'm the evangelist, but you want to share the gospel. Just share it. The good news, Jesus says. Next time somebody tells you about their problem, instead of saying, you know what, I went through the same thing. You can make it. You, let me give you some of this. You need to tie into this, this site and they give all of these powerful statements every year. What about Jesus? Did he change your life? If he changed your life, share it with someone else. He changed mine. You don't like me, you should have seen what I would be without him. With the mind that I have, I was, I was telling someone in my office, my mind, when I get hurt, I become revengeful. That's how I move, okay? And I could see it taking me down a trail. Because I'm never the one that strikes first blood. I'm not going to draw blood first, but I can finish it. And the enemy wanted me to do something that would put me in prison for the rest of my life. You wouldn't even know me if it wasn't for Jesus. Because I was the quiet one, but I take care of the business. Other people talk that noise. All right, talking, you want to talk or you want to get down to business? Some of us take care of business. And I would have taken care of the wrong business. I was thinking about hurting somebody real bad and I was sitting on a concrete bank like this here, kicking my feet. I was thinking about hurting somebody real bad that hurt me deep. And all of a sudden, this guy walked up to me. I don't know where he came from, but he had like clothes like I did, walked up to me and he said, hey. And he was of a higher rank than I was and he was taller, but he looked like he was a mixture of Hawaiian and maybe Guam. Skin tone was like, like pecan. And he had a bald head. And he looked at me and said, you need to come out of this frame of mind that you're in. He spoke to me sharply like that. And I looked up. I didn't say, well, you don't know what I'm dealing with. I just listened. And he talked to me for 20 minutes like that. You, you need to take the issue that you went through and use it as a learning experience. He pointed at me, you need to use it as a learning experience and it's an expensive experience. But you need to learn from it. You'll never have to go through that test again. But the way you're thinking is not going to yield great benefit for you. And he talked to me like that. And I bowed my head and I heard him walking away. But I didn't keep my head down for 20 minutes. Maybe two Maybe a minute and a half. But there was, there was nothing blocking my obstruction or obstructing my vision. When I lift up my eyes, I didn't see this person anymore. It's like they walked out of my sight. So I, was, I got up. I said, where did, where did they go? Personally, I believe I was visited. Personally. Now, some people don't believe in the supernatural. And I'm not talking to you. 
I don't know how you can't believe in this. If you believe there's evil in the world, what happened in El Paso? You don't believe there's evil? What would make a man do what he did? To blow a man away and his wife and then kill the baby. What would make him do that? You don't think there's evil in the world? What about up in Dayton? You don't think that's evil to kill his own sister? Anybody in their right mind wouldn't do that. You better believe there's evil in the world and there's good in the world and God is visiting the world and he wants to visit his church so the church can impact the world. Shackle will be struck from every slave along our path. And when we become legion, when we begin to grow and function in our gifts, we'll tear down the devil's kingdom. But he wants us all to begin to function in the gifts. Instead of me shouting every week, he wants you to start roaring in your own soul and begin to function in your own family tree and function in your neighborhood and function on your job and take back what the devil has stolen. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Feel the Holy Ghost. Empower us, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. The pastor is the ring finger. It's the weakest of the fingers. But it's the ring finger. It's the finger of covenant. And the pinky is the teacher. And we need the pinky. We need teachers. It's on every hand. It accompanies the ring finger. This is the five-fold ministry and the hand of God in every church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. These gifts are used primarily for planting, write it down, establishing, growing, and perfecting or maturing the churches. This is what these gifts do. Plant a church. You need an apostolic anointing to plant one. Secondly, establishing the church. Planting it and it doesn't begin to grow and flourish is no good. Then you grow it. That's what all of these gifts are here for. To help grow the church. To perfect it or mature it. And God is helping our church to mature. Because what we're doing, we're not personality driven well, I'm not saying I need to do everything. I'm believing that God is going to cause the body to rise up. And some of you, your individual problems will just go out the door if you start doing what God is telling you to do. This is his promise. If you take care of what I've assigned for you to do, I'll take care of you. Job couldn't ever restore his own wealth, his own family, and to get back his prestige. But he was able to gain it all when he started praying for his friends. God turned his captivity. Secondly, are the supporting gifts. It is seen out of Romans 12, verse 6 through 8. Verse 6 talked about prophecy. Look at verse 7. That is Romans 12 and 7. If it is serving, let, us, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. And here we see prophecy, service, teaching, verse 8, encouragement. Here's a gift 
encouragement. Here's another gift. This is the gift of giving. You always want to support. Some people, all of us should give, but these are the people, it's a burden. It burns. Every time they can, they think about God. That's a gift that he gave you. You should use it. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2504. That's reference number 2504. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God. But you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. And I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.